people like people like games. People like games. What's up? I'm Solo. And I'm Lilo. And this is the show. Now that we're we're pretty far in, I feel like to a certain degree, 37 episodes is not... It, it's consistent, so for one thing, we've been consistent, so I, I feel like we can now say, you know, as you guys know, here come the incoming prologue of uh this wonderful show that being <laughs> a few plugs for the social media channels you can let's go find us on twitter at people like games you can find our newest twitter member lilo getting yeah. on that getting on that twitter grind lilo give him your at lilo plg <laughs> let's go give him the give him the credit so at lilo plg at people like games and at dot PLG solo. That's me. There you go. Well, now I didn't even realize that you switched the monikers. Yeah. We, I didn't well, realize you switched really it. It's not really a change monikers. It's just a change style on the PLG part. <laughs> all right. All right. Either way. We, but uh, I'm going to change it. I'll change it. I, I like it. I like it. But regardless, right. we have those three accounts for you to follow. And you can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, literally everywhere but Spotify and motherfucking Spotify. Well, it's really just, and, I mean, and Spotify. And title. And, but title doesn't really no, have no. a lot of podcasts. I'm, I'm so. stupid. A title, yes. What are we talking yeah, about? Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify, Spotify, and title. Uh, we still don't get their beef. We really only care about Spotify if we're thinking about it. Uh, no, I want to get them both. I want to get them both. Oh well, of course, like exposure is great. I want, I like, want someone to say, where can I listen to it? Be like, anywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Go on the internet exactly. and just type our fucking names exactly. in. Exactly, you you'll find it. it. And so, yeah. you know, we're going to take the, you know, best believe the people at games taking the Tencent model to the gaming industry, but. Be part of everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If you're part of everything, then, uh. You have no problems. You own everything. Exactly. And but, uh, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So, boom. And we're getting there, and your guys are going to come with us, and it's going to be glorious, yeah. and we're going to have fun. And we were supposed to introduce Yo, a new segment for this week, right. but we're paused on that because we want to execute it. No one wants to talk to exactly. us, man. No one wants to talk to us, exactly. unfortunately. So, we need uh, people to reach us, reach out, social media, please. Yeah. Well, you know, up. I had a personal thing to do over the weekend and therefore i was not able to get the work in but shit happens and shit did don't worry it's coming soon exactly and so lilo take us on a uh take us on the uh index what's it i'm gonna give everyone the the outline of the show (laughs) yes in case anyone doesn't know uh we're gonna go through a couple parts we're gonna go with quick scope which is our overview of the industry and gaming news that we find interesting and we think you should know 
We're going to then roll into our rumor mill, things that we heard in the gaming world that may or may not be true coming out. Some of it probably is true. Other things have just been speculated, so that's good. I'm going to roll into a game spotlight. This week, I'm covering a game that actually came out a year ago, but was just released on Switch with the DLC packages, and I'll tell you more about that in a bit when we get there, followed by our final lap. And our final lap is going to cover the question of what video game gadgets were ahead of their time and right, why specifically we were thinking about the vita with the recent vita news in case you haven't heard but we'll go solo what were you saying and why did they fail right and why they failed so i mean with all this new technology and all these products coming out we want to delve into that question a little bit and give you our opinions on that shit yeah. so without further ado let's roll into some quick scope for any gamer, it's a sad day because apparently Best Buy has decided to end its very well-received program called the Gamers Club. And what that club is, is you pay $30, 30 bucks for two years and it allows you to pre-order and buy games at a discount. If you are a member of Gamers Club and also a member of Amazon Prime, You'll know that Amazon offers the same discount, which is 12% off or sorry, 20% off your your uh, video game purchase price of normally 60 bucks. So it drops down to 48, which is a sweet deal on pre-orders. However, Gamers Club is usually the one for uh, those college kids who got no money, can't spend $100 a year on fucking Amazon Prime. So Best Buy slowly phasing that shit out. They started taking away all the advertising for it. They started limiting members. No new members can sign up. If you are already a member, you're safe. But unfortunately, it seems like all signs are heading in that direction. Absolutely. Sucks. So it sucks for gamer fans, man. What I had meant to say was, and I had to bump into the microphone. So if you guys heard a noise, just if that was me bumping into the microphone as <laughs> I swatted a bug that was crawling up my leg. But regardless, um, a follow up to something we had mentioned last week with regards to pre-orders. The fact that mm-hmm. Sony, uh, Sony's Spider-Man uh, PS4 game was unavailable for pre-order on uh, Amazon. And I took a look uh, last night and seems to be the case that it's literally only the Spider-Man game. All other, <laughs> it's just Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man. All, every other uh, PS4 game is available for pre-order other than that, but... What can you do? What can you do? Yeah, so still a week and a half later after we covered that news. That's interesting. I think so it's silly. You can't pre-order that shit on Amazon. You can't get it on Best Buy for cheap anymore. Sucks I to I suck. think it's, it, it's silly for Best Buy to do that. I think that with uh, the popularity of esports and gaming, there is a, a, a large need for and you know a proven now track record of the fact that hardware sales are going to go through the roof alongside the popularity of you know gaming and so Mm -hmm. why wouldn't people want to go somewhere and then check it out and try it out and if they're doing price matching and you could buy it from the same price as amazon without the weight if you happen to be there it's like yeah but they wanted that extra 30 bucks and yeah it just doesn't make any sense just another just another company that is uh on its way out. Trying to make some money. Regardless, um, let's get <laughs> let's get into a, a little bit of international news. So, a couple of weeks ago, we had spoken about how uh, in Dubai, uh, the uh, the Arab 
Esports Federation was going to be setting up a league and there was going to be a stadium set for international esports tournaments as well there. And now it was recently announced that they set up a partnership with the Global Esport Resources uh, consultancy team. And it is a 25-year exclusive agreement, which is a lot of time to do an exclusive agreement for right off the bat. But um, That is a long fuck. Quarter century? Holy shit. Seriously. A, a global esports strategy planning and execution company to own, develop, and operate on behalf of and in conjunction with the AEF, a first ever all ex- inclusive esport gaming portal to aggregate and manage the esport and video game uh, video gaming activities of the eleven member AEF countries. So, the treaty is structured after the Arab Olympic League and the Arab Esport Federation, which consists of Algeria, Bahrain, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Morocco, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Libya, Tunisia, and the United Arab Emirates, uh, which was signed in June 2017, is the sort of basis. And the uh, goal of the project is to create a platform to enhance the development of video gaming and esports in the Arab region and establish a unified vision that's a lot of PR jargon and basically the goal is to just get them uh, to be included into international esports. I think it's a smart idea. I think Dubai is going to be popular. I think it's uh Dude, they got money to throw at anything exactly. they want. Okay. I think to sum up what you just said, Solo, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just want to say some of what you just said. We're going to be seeing Koreans all over the world. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see Koreans in the Middle East. That's what I'm right. hearing. So for the next 25 years, for sure. Granted, I'm sure that treaty is structured a certain way, but like, yeah. maybe you can get out. Agreed. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it really proves how it's really going truly global if, you know, Arab nation is getting part of it. You know, Asia is part of it. You know. Right. Dude, it is. Yeah. It's a glo- it's going to be a global sport. Yeah. I mean, it, technology is becoming, I use this term a lot, ubiquitous, but like, you know, everyone's catching up. Mm-hmm. Everyone's catching up to the second world, first world, whatever the case, tech- technology's coming up. So I see it. All right. Going from a country or for, rather a region whose religion does not allow you to have porn. We're going to somehow <laughs> link that loosely yeah. over to this article from, uh, from Steam. It's interesting. Your favorite company, Valve, actually has gone through some. I guess this is where the human language is like. And they won't. Even, okay, never mind. What, what were you going to say? Never mind. Continue. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, okay, long story short, Valve has advised the sexual themed and anime themed content on Steam to censor their content or otherwise they're going to be removed. This was an article that came out uh, actually on Saturday, the 19th, but it's very interesting. Multiple developers of anime games on Steam that contain sexual elements have been reported with warnings from Valve for pornographic content. Developers include PewDiePie, Tropical Core, Mutiny, Kindred Spirits, and On the Roof. So the content creators were asked to uh, censor their shit. Otherwise, they would get removed from the Steam store altogether, which is very interesting. And I think uh, Solo actually, yeah, Solo has some updates I, for this. I had, I, yeah, so what I was going to mention prior, but I wanted to give him, uh, have Lilo give a little bit of context to the situation was that they actually quickly decided to walk back the policy and say that they were going to be, they were not going to be implementing any changes at the moment. Uh, right. 
I, it's tough. You know, it sort of ties It's just in. PR backlash. And, and Immediate course, quick backlash. And, and gamers are a, a particular fan of that sort of lack of censorship, you know? Like, you don't want your video game... Whatever the case is. Send that's it. what the ratings are yeah, for. That's what you know I mean? For. Like, that's you know a team. That's what, like, like, like all that stuff. If people know what they're consuming, like, fine. It's whatever. But uh, it's sort of similar to... You know, it's almost analogous to the Spotify... Uh, recent policy which was that they were taking out off some of their artists uh because of like a no right. hate policy so yep, sort of yep, same yep, yep. and and music is a difficult one too later chris brown later chris. <laughs> but see it, it doesn't <laughs> anyone could fall under that and so right i mean i mean he's but, a very but, distant category but, just give the user the ability to censor that shit that's it basically just give the user ability basically let the user be adult enough to make their own decision so it's good on valve for walking it back even though we are going to definitively say, yes, that is a lot of questionable shit there. But it's not harming right. anyone. Anyway, yep. on to right. Paladin. And I want to say a Freudian slip, but I'll let you be the judge of that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor, poor Paladin. This is... Basically, they released cover art for their Paladin Strike game. First of all, why does every fucking mobile version game always have Strike in it? Marvel Str- Hero Strike and Hero... Yeah. I, I, we're going to look up the numbers on how many... It makes it sound aggressive, man. Kids like it. It's That's strike, all that matters. Strike, Kids strike. like it. And so, basically, um, the image that they used as a teaser happened to have a familiar background image, which was... The image for Lee Zhang Tower in Overwatch. And <laughs> pulling directly from their influences. Directly. And so basically they quickly uh, had to apologize and said that it was the result of a uh, creation by an overseas partner studio and was published due to a lack of oversight and content creation. How do you fucking, how do you do that, man? That's just bullshit. It's AKA so they, lazy. Someone is so lazy. It's exactly. so lazy. Like it's so funny though. And and you copy know, paste it, probably, and he's like, "Yo, if I zoom in on this, no one's going to notice." Right, right, right. Hey, it looks good. Um, Paladins, in case just for references, just a uh, third-party first-person shooter game that takes very similar to Overwatch. And has already been accused of following same suit. And Overwatch has been accused of copying Paladins. And Paladins is clearly being accused of copying some shit from Overwatch. It's going back and forth. But hey, I just actually downloaded their mobile game today. Pretty sweet. You should check it out. It's like a little MOBA. And it shoots pretty... It's pretty the, cool. The, it's actually runs seamlessly too. Paladins? It's actually... Yeah, Paladin Strike. Not uh, even kidding. That's the only reason I got exposure to the game. So I was oh, like, wow, that's pretty sweet. And then this article came up. I was like, oh, that's convenient. That's funny. I saw it today. So. All right. Well, we're going right. to check that out. We're going to check that out. Because they finally did a game review right. last week with Harry Potter and fuck Hogwarts mystery. Uh, yeah, so go Hogwarts mystery. I don't like you. All right, covering our the biggest name, still making some big ass moves. Epic and Fortnite is making headlines because Epic has announced they will provide a one hundred million dollars of their own My money for Fortnite prizes. For for uh, for tournament prizes, I'm sorry, not Fortnite prizes, but tournament prizes. It's uh, it's kind of insane if you think about it. So 100 million dollars is fucking eight zeros, guys, with a one in front of it. That's a shit ton of zeros. That's gonna cover tournament prizes for the 2018 to 2019 season. And if you think about it, we're already halfway through 2018, so 
that's a lot of cash to go in the second half of the year. Granted, it's going to be fiscal year ends in March, but whatever the case is. Um, Dota 2 being the biggest funded esports title international with like having international uh, pools in excess of 20 million. It's kind of interesting to see how to- Dota being the biggest one at 20 million, like how heavy fucking Epic's going in on this shit. Um, I mean, um, this is coming off news I that think... Tencent has. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. No, go on. Same shit is the same shit we already covered, but it's just coming off the back of uh, Tencent investing 15 more million dollars into Epic and just like bolstering them, increasing their stake in the goddamn company to 48 percent. So, you know, what, what, what I was going I say. to say was that PUBG, what was it? We talked about how PUBG made almost 700 million dollars last year or Blue Hole, the, mm-hmm. the company that made it. And that makes me think that. In a year, when we talk about what, because we haven't even done the Fortnite craze hasn't been a year yet. How many months has that been? I don't know. I, I think it, it's been right around a year. I'd say. I wouldn't say it's been a year. I think so. I think a year would have been October, because that's when PUBG Yo, came out. Now, we were playing PUBG in October, and so if we were playing easy PUBG fact in check. October. Easy fact check. And so PUBG was we were playing PUBG in October. So that means in like December. December, January is when Fortnite got big. Okay. July 25th, 2017. Boom. That's when Fortnite came out. So we're coming up on a yeah, year. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't get big when it came out first. It was not big. PUBG and true, Fortnite true, were on right, at the same right. time. And PUBG was nominating and then slowly Fortnite became bigger. So mm-hmm. like, when did that switchover happen? What was the first month? I, th- I think it was January, February where that turnover happened and it caught like fire around then. We're gonna find out. The case. I'm gonna find I, out. That's a legitimately like interesting question. When did, regardless, we gotta look at those numbers, those graphs. Remember the graphs we had. Going, up? My basic point in all of that was to say that from 700 million, Fortnite and Epic would are going to break over a billion dollars with just on this just game, on this oh, game yeah, for sure. alone, and so that's just they're the making a million dollars a day making, off the mobile they're, version. They're making a Fortnite movie. They're making Fortnite shit. You're, I guarantee it. This is the beginning of a Fortnite empire. And yeah, regardless, um, hundred million dollars is pittance right now. So, but good on them because they just raise the stakes for every other fucking game to Company, put in some yeah, real, sure. put in real money. So, all the, all the better because like let's get paid. <laughs> money, money, money. Us, we're not that good though. I'm just gonna be honest. Yet, like it's just gonna be. Ninja we will be in like two again. weeks. So. so. Yeah, two weeks. Give us two weeks of grinding. We're gonna be so much better. I'm never worried. We're top, top. We are the best game podcast you can find. That's not a question. On SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Anchor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People like games. You know where to find us. There you go. Anywho, jumping off that, um, and seeing as to the huge potential future of Fortnite now that there's $100 million in there. Uh, it looks like... Actually, I guess this isn't really a correlation, but console eSport viewership growth is also a major thing that's happening, and which was slightly surprising. But, it's on the ups, huh? Uh, it's obviously thanks primarily to established AAA titles. I don't really have to tell you which games those are. You already know. It is FIFA and Call of Duty. FIFA, <laughs> Call of Duty, Rocket League, Overwatch. Occasionally, like, who watches Overwatch on console? Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, 
Wii U, uh, Smash Brothers, obviously fighting game community. Uh, but in addition to that, FIFA, Call of Duty, and Halo. But the most interesting statistic here, and the reason I had wanted to mention it on the show, was that the uh, latest report from NewZoo showed that 14.1 million hours of console esports were viewed on Twitch in the last year, and adding on an additional 6 million million from YouTube, there's almost 20 million overall. That Twitch figure is 95.5% higher than the same period in 2017. 100% 100% growth year on year. Hey, that's just the, the population itself, like the gaming population getting on Twitch, I think. Yeah. If you look at the Twitch streaming, not sure, Twitch streaming definitely like quadrupled, right? In that same time frame, I'd be sure. And then I'd go with the content viewers like had to have exponentially grown since like all this shit is happening with video games in general. Fucking putting Ninja on like what is it? NBC in the morning or some shit like that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, so. exactly. So it, it's uh, pretty cool though. Um, it isn't really surprising. It's, you know, it's our ties. Baby. It's, it's our ties. Exactly. Cause like you know, FIFA, all the sports games and the call of duty are cons and gears of war are, and halo are console and will forever be console. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. Those are literally the only yeah, ones. That's true. That in the fighting game community, like the fighting game community, is not going to move over to PS. Yeah, you just—it's just you need different controls. That you but can't I use thought that shit. like I gotcha. what the two K League did was smart, which is make it PC, but so then you could use Xbox or PS4 controller. But anyway, uh, right, right. That's, that's enough about consoles. I, um, which until we speak about quick, it again. <laughs> hey, uh, if you think about consoles, like. The Kinect failed, unfortunately, and I haven't been hearing a lot about PSVR, though apparently it's still a thing. Um, Just VR in general hasn't gotten a lot of news, but something that is cool about those fans of the VR world and what it's doing is that Oculus has added DLC support for mobile VR apps. So those games that you uh, like to use your cell phone and plug them into the um, headsets and then, you know, you look around and you finally are able to, as a content creator add updates to your apps because there's some limitations in terms of software and what was available, but it's pretty much the news from the VR community that we have for the week. However, I do think that although it's growing and it's a slow market, I think VR is going to establish itself as the norm once the technology gets so much cheaper. And that's pretty much it. Once the technology and the price, really once the price comes down, people will buy it more often. Like solar. And then you just need Nintendo to gamify the Switch. You plug a Switch into your headset and you're set. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, we'll see. I think VR, you know, makes sense for them to add uh, software. Dude, you need DLC. Yeah, exactly. You want, like, software. your favorite games, you want to play other shit, more levels, different characters, whatever the case. Yeah. So they finally, the fact that they're able to get overcome that hurdle and do that, that's pretty sweet. Exactly. So, so major move in technology. And so speaking of major moves forward but not really because it's more so a idea box uh xbox has revamped its feedback program and basically now it is going to be uh the xbox feedback system has been replaced with xbox ideas a program with a narrower focus it revolves around the concept of one to three month idea drives where Microsoft collects suggestions 
picks the concept or likes the most, and then asks you to vote and comment on your favorites. This is from an Engadget article uh, by John Fingus. Uh, and basically, the at the same time, it then picks the concept you like the most, and you vote and comment on your favorites. Victors will end up on the Xbox Insider blog. Basically, that's sort of stupid. You have to run a gauntlet and have my Xbox approve your idea before people are allowed to vote for it instead of an open voting system on potential suggestions. That basically right. creates an artificial filter, which basically allows Microsoft to shoot out ideas they want to do anyway and under the, <laughs> under the guise. Of, Imagine like just filtering ideas, just be like, oh yeah, this one's good. This yeah. one's good. I want to do it. I want to do well, it. Well, which one though? Um, on what criteria are they going to pick? Like... Why don't they have everyone choose and then have them compare the ones that Xbox thinks are good ideas versus what consumers think are good good ideas? And why are they looking at them differently? Or maybe they're looking at the exact same thing. I think that would be a really interesting experiment and a great idea for a company to do. Uh, Xbox, if you're listening, Phil Harrison or Satya Nadella, like, <laughs> get your boy up. We got some ideas. We got some ideas. You should listen. Seriously, you guys are all about that open love stuff dude the ideas program in general is a very cool and smart idea and you want content creators to think that their ideas are valued and to do that you literally share your idea with the community they're giving you a way to do that granted it is through a filter but at the same time it's the same thing as the indie program right or is it the indie program am i mixing it too because xbox is the indie program where they do have to run the indie, remember you have to run the gauntlet and they vote on stuff and it goes to the front of the indie page isn't that for nintendo switch isn't that for no, no. Oh, Nintendo oh, Switch oh, came out the, with the, oh, indie the show, indie. but the Xbox Indie, I think it's the same idea. To yeah, like, but they still have a Steam game element the where you can anyone can publish on it within certain guidelines. But okay, who knows? Who knows? Nah. Artificial filters. All right. Yep. Artificial filters. Speaking of artificial filters because it doesn't relate in any way but we like to do that on yeah, our transitions yeah, yeah, yeah. resident evil 7 baby is coming out on the switch but what's interesting about this and i had no idea that this was even a capability yeah, for the switch is that it. it's the cloud version coming out for the switch all right so if you're wondering what the hell that means it's um japanese version of resident evil is available on the japanese eShop. the download for the game is only 45 megabytes however you have to have a stable internet connection to play the game meaning you can only stream it if you wanted to play it offline unfortunately you will not have the capability to do that so i wonder if the price is going to be cheaper like because you need an internet connection and all that shit. I if it's like a pay to play, like no not, idea. not entirely sure. There's no not a lot of details, so I'm just speculating here. But it's very interesting to me. Unfortunately, there's no. Um, it's not going to be released in English, so there's no news as to whether it's going to be released in other territories other than Japan. But just something to note in case you're a fan of Resident Evil Seven, the Japanese version is out or coming out this week for uh, on the cloud on Switch. Cool. If Nintendo was smart, they would partner with one of the cell phone service providers to PLG. create with PLG. PLG. Friendos <laughs> would partner with uh, one of the net, uh, cell phone network uh, service providers and be able to offer uh, data packages to play games. But regardless, or do their own version. Anywho, do they already have better? 
internet and better cell phone service over there anyway. So I don't think that's a problem. Most of the people are running on unlimited data. So like, that's just, I get what you're saying. It's smart. They're probably going to take your idea anyway. So just look for it. We're ahead of the curve. Basically, basically. So next up, we are always ahead of the curve. And that's why most of our episodes always happen to be. Remember when we talked about this big story today, a couple of weeks back that we have to now remind you of because we were so far (laughs) ahead that we almost forgot we were talking about it ahead of time. We talked about it in the beginning of this episode, too. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're just running laps. So like... Just running lap. That's why sometimes I think I'm behind someone, but I'm actually in front of them. You know what I mean? Ooh! <laughs> Let me hit that fire. Where is that? Let me hit this. Let me hit you guys with the he's on fire. He's on fire. He's on fire. <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of on fire, onto our favorite company and my favorite part of the show, maybe potentially, which is the ten cent tax. Boom. That's just a coin because guess what? Tencent has acquired majority stake in another company. This time, it has taken majority ownership of Grinding Gear Games, uh, which is the studio responsible for the action RPG Path of Exile. I've not played it. I'm going to potentially see if Lilo is ever interested in playing it. And should he not be, then we shall not be covering it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it is an extremely popular game because obviously, why was the Wiles with Tencent be buying it? Um, But it's already published in China by Tencent because, as you know, if you want to release a game in China, you have to partner with Tencent. Which will take a small stake in it. That's the only way it's going to work. And then eventually reverse acquire you. They're like a bully now, though. They are. I feel like... I don't even know if they're a bully. Maybe like they just want to buy it so they get the money off of you, too. Maybe they're like a leech. They're Amazon. I feel like they could also be a bully. They're they're Amazon in the gaming market. Amazon is definitely a bully. They're Amazon in the gaming market. Amazon is definitely a bully. That's the best way to describe what they are right now. And that's that's just a portion of what they do. But regardless... um, that's pretty cool. Granted, you know, they released a statement that the acquisition doesn't affect uh, the company's autonomy and that it's still an independently run company. I'm sure that's true. Said not me because I don't believe that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Regardless, um, if you're getting bought out with that money, you know, you know, you're less than that. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie to people. But hopefully. That doesn't change. They want to make that money. They want to make their money back. So, hope really excited for your free to play mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you can't hate on them when you say free to play. There's microtransactions and everything. They're making that money, which is why you know it doesn't seem like Tencent is making bad moves. So, this is definitely not a bad move. I just that wish that places would try to create money in more interesting and unique ways. Well, it's funny you bring that up because if you think about video games, you think about actual consoles and all that shit. You don't really think about merchandise. Or wait, do you? Guess what? There's some merchandise out here you might be interested in, especially if you're a fan of Sonic. Uh, Sonic has teamed up with Puma and they are releasing two special edition shoes that are going to be retailing for 130 bucks. You got the Puma X Sonic RS O's. Wait, so that's... oh. Sorry, I messed that up. Let me let me fuck. I fucked that up. Let me do it again. Womp, womp, Puma womp, X womp, Sega RSO Sonic. 
<laughs> Probably. Uh, Ooh, damn it. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Here suck. we go. Here we go. What do we got here? Oh, oh man, dude, it's already passed. I, got a, I just, I just said it. I did a sad. I found this. <laughs> I found this. I found one with a sad trombone. <laughs> wah, and I, wah, I, 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 didn't, I can't yeah. hear it. There's no output, so I'm gonna find out what the rest of you guys want it actually <laughs> is. So uh, that's funny. So anyway, you got the Puma X Sega RSOs that are Sonics, and then you also have Dr. Eggman sneakers. They're gonna release on June 10th, so be sure to check them out. I mean, I can't really describe them over a podcast to you. But they look pretty dope. You got the red, you got the blue, you got the yellow and the green. And then for Dr. Eggman sneakers, you got that um, nice plastic rubbery, the same way he makes his uh, spaceship, his egg spaceship. If you know what I'm talking about, you'll understand the grill pattern. Yeah, they got that shit rock- rocking on the sneakers. So be sure to check it out. And if you're a fan of sneaks, 130 bucks would actually seem pretty in line with anything you want to get from Jordan. So. Jordans. Jordan. Jordans. Um, the shoes are all right looking. Uh, they're a little bit ridiculous, so it's not like you'd actually. It's not like you'd actually <laughs> that's the point. wear it's them. It's like a collectible, you know. Yeah, exactly. You just get them to look at exactly. them. Exactly. So that that that's pretty cool, though. Um, regardless, on to a little bit more interesting story. And interesting, I mean that entirely subjectively to myself, which is the economic side of all of this. And that leads us to April sales for consoles. And it looks like in a turn of events, PlayStation 4 looks to be outselling Switch uh, in the past month. And that is not surprising because... I don't recall. I feel like a, a little good, a highly reviewed game came out in the past month or two. Um, what was it? What was it? Uh, it's like it must be. I think it was. Sta- you know, I think it was State Deity, of Decay Two. Deity of Battle. State of Decay like, Two. State of Decay. Oh wait, okay. no, that was it. Maybe it was Sea of Thieves. Wow. Oh wow. No, I guess that's uh, why Microsoft womp, wasn't womp, the most, womp. the highest selling console of the month. But God of yep. War. God of War, baby. And the reason we brought it up, because, you know, we never we're never going to cover stories that everyone else is covering for the sake of covering it. There always has to be an interesting detail or a relevant detail or a worthwhile tidbit that you can use. Get to the fucking point. A worthwhile <laughs> tidbit that you can use when Get you're to talking to people. Regardless. Uh. This month of sales for the PS4 actually generated the highest April unit sales for a console since the Nintendo Wii in April 2009, which is, I believe, the best-selling console of all time, or maybe it's out of the PS2. I, it, it, it skips my mind. I'm going to clarify that. Right, right. Uh, but, we can, yeah, we can And the highest that. April dollar sales for a console since Nintendo Wii in April 2008. Um, I think a lot of people are, like myself, turning a corner on Microsoft because it doesn't really have any major titles coming up and PS4 just keeps killing it and with God of War you know Spider-Man Spider-Man Kingdom coming Hearts, out I know it's coming out some... for Xbox 2 I think but it doesn't matter because But yeah I'm, no it is but like I'm playing it for PlayStation Square 4. Enix is a Japanese yeah, company like people run. are just going to buy that shit exactly. on Sony for sure so, regardless um doesn't surprise me I'm excited this is a, this what, is a pretty you know incredible run that's going on. It is, and it's strange. I mean, as a fan, you think about console sellers and like what the fuck is going on. For instance, you bought a Nintendo Switch to play Breath of the Wild, but you also 
you didn't just buy the console for the game. Whereas for PlayStation, it seems like there's no utility like a Switch. You can't bring it around, but people bought it for God of War. What's interesting about this whole instance and this statistic that Soldiers brought up is that Sony has released a statement that told investors they're entering their final phase of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. Think about that. They're having the best sales ever in a month span because of a game that's coming out and you have titles coming out the rest of 2018 and they have announced that yeah we think that this is going to be the end the beginning of the end for playstation 4 uh ceo ken kenichiro yoshida led a presentation in which sony's management team laid out his midterm strategy for analysts and investors for the game and network services division the financial target is between 130 billion yen and 170 billion yen operating profit by the end of march 31st 2021 with the executive suggesting that services and not hardware are going to be the primary source of that money um the playstation Sorry, Sony as a whole, in regards to PlayStation, is planning on expanding the PlayStation network and the capabilities. So if you think about cloud services that Solo and I have been talking about for the past couple months, I guess you'd say, that's definitely the direction in which Sony wants to go. Um, it's just very interesting. You know, we just covered Resident Evil is now going to be a cloud streamed game to your Switch. Think about all that on the Sony network coming out. Uh, seems like Japan's pushing in this cloud direction. Um, just very interesting that for you fans of the PS4 and of consoles in general, this is the beginning of the end for this fourth generation that we know and love. Uh, I don't, I think, I think PS4 is going to be seen as more memorable. Um, I think that the Xbox one is going to be a, 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 I don't know why it sold like it did, but it, it definitely was not the greatest of consoles, so it's the PS4 caught fire late. I think Switch is a generation above, and right Xbox One. I'm sorry, I know you're announcing Halo Six at E3, but that's not gonna save your ass. <laughs> it could. It could. Hey, it we could, just talked about could. consoles. I'm, not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not sure. Gonna lie. It could. It could. I'm not gonna, 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 gonna buy that shit. I'm definitely gonna buy it. If they come out with like a fire Halo, like yeah, my new Microsoft would do it, and I'll be out here. Yeah, I told right? you guys. We called it this entire Shit. time. Always right, I take out all the old episodes. I bet. What are you talking about? <laughs> no history. No history. But uh, regardless, uh, taking it back as we, you know, sort of get here towards the stretch and run this a little quicker, uh, the Nintendo company applied for a new trademark for a Nintendo 64 machine. Uh, it looks like if that's obvious, as we had mentioned on the show, it's pretty interesting to see uh, trademark applications and patent applications to see what companies are trying to do or what they're thinking. And like Sony's partnership. Dude, they're coming out with the N64 yep. Mini, so, That's it. So now you, know, now you know that because the PS4 is in the last leg of its life cycle, whatever technical companies that Sony is suddenly partnering with are going to be working with them on the PS5. And so that's interesting to me and pretty hilarious to me. Um, I wouldn't be, be cool. I wouldn't be surprised if Kingdom Hearts is sort of the last big game that comes out. Or and remember, whoa, 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 whoa! We got three years. Like twenty twenty one is a long time of oh, fucking yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. So that's, oh wait, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got three years of video game. Like there's gonna be plenty of shit coming yeah. out. It's I just, take that back. I was just investors like, I was are like, looking I meant to the for future. The year. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, for the year, yes, yeah. totally agree. And not for fucking yeah, which McCall. Not ever. But anyway, you're going to yeah. see a N64 retro little console. Obviously, that shit is going to sell like fire, it's only fire. like fucking fire. And if you can connect your original controllers, because half half of our friends have an N64 anyway, mm-hmm. you can connect your original controllers. Oh, man, they're gonna make so much fucking money. Absolutely. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we're going to let Levo take it home and gonna... give us give, give us some game. Give us some good stories. Right. I'm going to close uh, out quick scope with some two quick topics. This uh, this game is near and dear to my heart, and it's on the Switch. In case you haven't ever played it, it's called Mario and the Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. It's fucking epic. It is a essentially it's a combination between an action adventure game, but also a um, turn based shooter. And if you've ever played XCOM, you'll know exactly how it plays because that's what they did. They just gamified it. So the big story is that Mario and the Rabbids is releasing its gold edition, which will have the DLC, including Donkey Kong. Donkey. So I'm super excited. I've invested 20 plus hours into Mario and the Rabbids, and I just love those just strategy type shooter games, strategy games in general. And Mario makes it just so much fun with all the interactions. You can do that. Uh, Couple that with news that Lego has partnered up with Overwatch and you're actually going to be able to get fucking Overwatch figurines. So Overwatch that is, is going cool. to get some Lego sets coming out. Um, this is coming after the licensing expo of 2018. Lego. And yeah, Lego. we don't really know what it is. Lego. <laughs> Yo, unofficial product endorsement, Lego. Lego. You're making awesome video games that are some of the best ga- like video game games covering ips and movies that we love lego, lego. please please, please partner with send us, us legos we'll push- please your shit's so expensive <laughs> so your fun. shit's so expensive yeah, send so us expensive. legos seriously just, we're tweeting at you Apollo Rocket. we're literally it's tweeting at you right now as a show and we're going to say please send us some free legos ah. free legos and we will unofficially endorse you in every episode please 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 all right uh going on okay we have a quick thing um that i just wanted to mention well actually no just kidding we are going to be skipping the rumor mill and i mean we really we really time. only had one one story and it didn't really call we, we debated and we're just going to run it over to mention that we had debated whether it qualified as a rumor or not and so because it's pretty much confirmed so it's less less like a rumor it's about i guess we gotta tell you thing. now uh, Battlefield 5, guess what? <laughs> the trailer's releasing in two days. Or actually, the trailer is releasing today when you're listening to this episode. Uh, question is, is it World War II or is it not? Yeah. We think it's World War II. Everyone thinks it's World War II. It's exactly. a smart thing. You go from World Every, War I to World I, War II. I sort of want, I hope it's a modern setting. It could be World War II. That was about it. We just debated whether that would be considered a rumor. Tell us what you think. Depends on when you hear it. Tell us what you you qualify that story or confirmation or potential confirmation as because Battlefield didn't come out officially and confirm it one way or the other. So They're waiting for the trailer reveal and the trailer reveal is coming out on the 23rd. people like games. Oh, let us know. Anyway. Tell us some juicy rumors that you heard on some gaming websites that we don't already scour. Please. Let us know. Seriously. Give us some sources, bro. Give us some sources. All right. Now I'm you're gonna hear some more of me as I go into this game spotlight. Oh. All right, so 
this week. Um, our editor and editor in chief, he's masterful, masterful at finding video games that he'll never play, but he thinks that I will play, which is a, what a good friend would do. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, in case you're wondering, it's Solo. That's basic, Solo that's found this game for me. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's almost every like 99% of the games you've heard. Solo has given me and i've been like yo that's actually pretty dope let me uh, let me cover that i think i want to play yeah. this so this is pretty sweet uh, solo has no time for this but i have plenty of time so it's great all right and then you guys what's the get game the best and why worlds? do you care so, and say then they what? listeners get what? best of both worlds yeah, that's true i can agree with that all right so this game is called little nightmares and is a puzzle platformer developed by tarsier studios the guys that brought you Little Big Planets. I don't know if you know, Little Big Planets is kind of a huge deal in a puzzle platformer on the PS3 and PS4 when it launched. It received ridiculously rave reviews and positive reviews, and, you know, they actually made three of them, so that's amazing. But these guys clearly know how to make puzzle platformers, and this is an action-adventure linear game that is rated teen. Why do you care? Well, this game actually came out... Um, uh, sorry, this game actually came out April 28th, 2017 it released with the dlc on may 18th 2018 for nintendo switch now this is pretty sweet for anyone who's a fan um, of puzzle platformers the game received a 79 on meta score with an 8.4 user score which is really really great it is already available like i said on xbox one pc and ps4 but this new version for the switch has the three dlcs okay the three dlcs are called the depths the hideaway and the residence it's going to be a hide and seek style puzzle platformer where you're running around trying to essentially escape and it's all horror based so anyone who's a fan of the horror genre you'd get a kick out of this game the craziest thing is that uh tarsier studios really went all in on both the visual visual cues and the audio cues so as you're listening the game takes those really tense moments that you love in horror stories or in horror movies and puts them through to sound so you actually feel like you're on edge. And the different dynamic when I say hide and seek style game is that in hide and seek, the seeker doesn't really know where you are. Well, in these puzzles, you know that the people who are trying to find you know where you are and your goal is to distract them as you move around. And there's a lot of crazy shit that happens. The gore is unbelievable. It's cel-shaded art and it's it's, it's actually really, really crazy. So anyone who's played Inside or Limbo will have an understanding of how this game sort of plays and you're running around trying to figure out how um, where things are. But the biggest thing I think that <laughs> the biggest drawback and also the biggest pro for it, which is interesting, has two in one, is that there's no dialogue and there's no directions. You literally get into the game and you just start moving around, figuring out what the repercussions of your actions are, figuring out how to get out of your area into the next zone and figuring out what to do and where to find the collectibles. There's nothing that is distinctly like sticks out you know sometimes there'll be a bush that's highlighted in a different sort of rpg game or you'll see a sparkle on some object now in this game it's just the environment and you're walking around on a 3d plane going left to right and you're like where the hell do i go what do i do oh my god this music is terrifying because this monster's chasing me where the fuck am i going it's it's insane uh when you're gonna play the original game as a little character i think the name is sam but i could be wrong there but this little character is in a <laughs> is in a raincoat. Always. Just like I think they drew inspiration from Georgie and it. And you're in a raincoat and you're running around. But the DLCs follow um, this character. I forgot his name. Oh, yeah. He's called the Runaway Kid. 
And the three DLCs actually are one big adventure for the Runaway Kid, and they link up from DLC to DLC. So it's very inside-esque, very Limbo-esque. If you're a fan of those puzzle platformers, definitely check this out. I'm going to pick it up for the Nintendo Switch, and I hate horror genre. I think it's terrifying. I hate the music, but this is the type of game that could get me invested. And I think you should check it out, too. So Little Nightmares. Little Nightmares by Tarsier coming out on Switch. You can bring it everywhere you go. Scare the shit out of people playing. It'd be great. And to the developers of the Nightmares, if when we at you, please be cool. And we'd love to have you on the show. So when we will play the game, yeah. we can then discuss it with you. Because uh, that'd be wonderful. In a few weeks, speaking of, we're also going to be doing a little new segment called uh, something that's untitled yet, but it's going to be a book review because <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, uh, that's that's PLG esque. That exactly. is PLG. We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing we're it. Doing right, it. We're doing it. We're gonna do it. Well, <laughs> it's officially a book review, so we had decided that Leo and I are pretty big readers, and you should be as well if you're not, because reading is important but regardless uh as much as we love video games we also love reading about video games and what better way than mm-hmm. to read a mm-hmm. book about video games and more specifically a book about game development and so we are currently reading blood sweat and pixels by you know his name i actually Jason don't know his Schreier. name by jeff Jason Schreier. I said Jeff Schreier. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's close. I was close. Sorry, Sorry Jason, Jason, in case yeah. you're listening. Richard. Yeah. But Michael. for those of those fan like for those fans of video games who want to see the other side of the curtain, you know, I am a fan and we enjoy the product for sure. But there's people, there are real people on the other side of that curtain. And Jason does a wonderful job of going into some of your favorite games, the AAA titles that you all know about, Uncharted 4, Halo Wars, um, Destiny. A couple other ones, but the idea is, I mean, yeah, of course, Destiny by Bungie, like that's a huge one. He goes into the other side and just tells you interesting stories about the development and what highs and lows the company went through to get this idea out there. And, and it's really hardening. Something we will be covering a lot more of in our inaugural book review club. <laughs> Good point. Good point. And, Otherwise, I was going to get into it. And we're going to be excited and hopefully we're going to be able to get the author on because from now on, uh, we're really hoping to start with, uh, having some of the content that we cover also allow us to in the future speak with some of the people. So you guys get a little bit of both worlds. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Anyway, now on to our, I really love that sound segment and I don't know how legal it is that we're using it. I'm just going to run it back again and again. I don't know how legal it is that we're using it, but uh, we're using it. And don't call it out. We changed the tones a little bit. A little we changed bit. the frequencies. Like, we did what Vanilla Ice did to Under Pressure, so we're good. We did what Paladins did. Yeah, we just changed the framing. We, we, exactly. <laughs> we changed the framing. We zoomed in and you didn't realize Yeah, there you it, go. Stretched it out a little bit. As we were mentioning, uh, or as Levo mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to be covering consoles that were ahead of their time and just sort of touch on a few names and then also touch on a few of the reasons for their failures. Uh, And without further ado... uh, Take it away. I guess Give I'm going to be the first one. The so main one. I guess the main one is the going one to be we in about. relation to the PlayStation Vita, which is going to stop producing cartridges here in 
uh, North America, I believe. I think they're still going to be producing games in Japan, to be frankly honest. Uh, but it sort of spells the end of PlayStation's mobile or portable commitment. And I actually think it goes back a little further. And so I actually want to take it back to the PSP, which came out according and it's a great article um over at Eurogamer uh they came out in actually only a few days ago but uh it was a place the E3 2004 uh PlayStation Portable versus Nintendo DS and that was written by Richard Redbetter uh who is the technology editor over at Eurogamer which is doing really really great work so if you ever want like really great smart Concise writing, like Eurogamer, highly suggested. Um, anyway. Europeans have a way with language, man. Seriously. They're concise. I tell you, I, I swear to God, get a football announcer. We're talking European football announcer and have him be the... <laughs> uh, have him have him announce Have him broadcast an NBA yeah. game or an eSports game. It would be incredible. Go, 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 go. There's no goals here. There's no goals. What are you talking about? They just killed him. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. Uh, I like that. And it would just be so eloquent because they use they use every word in the dictionary. So it'd be exciting. They do. Um, yeah, they're poetic. Intelligent individuals. Anyway. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it yeah, back. So the PSP. P- the PSP versus the Nintendo DS and the ways in which... That was a sort of beginning moment of how the PSP had better graphics and functionality, but it lost out to the DS, which was better and more portable, but was also shittier graphics, which, hey, guess what's happening right now? But it had, I mean, it had the touchscreen, man. It had the touchscreen and revolutionized sort of what you could do. That's why, I think that's why the DS, also the DS just probably had better titles. If you think about it, it was more for kids. Yeah. It's just like the well, Game that's, Boy. That's, all, that's always what then ends up happening, which is that Nintendo had a larger market share automatically when it came to uh, that. But regardless of that, um, we also ended up touching a little bit about a mobile phone, which this was thanks to 1-8-Trace, who, who had brought up yeah. uh, a mobile phone that was... Dude, he even got the name right first try, yeah. by the way. That was no, insane. I, I, sent, I, sent, was him, that I sent him the article. Oh, okay, the, the okay, okay. Engage, yeah. <laughs> that fucking engage, man. Yeah, I actually remember that. And we had a couple kids in high school that were rocking the engage. I distinctly remember him. I can't call him out by name, but I, I know who you are. And I, I was actually pretty jealous names the anymore. I forgot all the That's names, cool. but it was uh, pretty funny to see all of these actually really early attempts at mobile gaming i think the n-gage came out what in 2004 so that came out the same 2004 was sort of an interesting year so the n-gage came out in 2004 the psp the nintendo ds and then 2005 the lg version of the phone came out that's the sv360 look these up you'll remember them all the n-gage was just they're pieces of history now that's for yeah, sure <laughs> definitely pieces of history and it's funny how bad technology was just 10 years ago if you, or 13 years yeah. ago, if you really think about it. But regardless, those were failed technologies that, to me, some a lot of those had fundamental flaws that didn't allow them to take on market share. You know, what do you think some of the reasons were for those to fail? And why do you think they were ahead of their time? So it's like 2005 was, what, that was when the PlayStation 2 was out? 
Uh, that was when GameCube was out, and that's when Xbox was out. Xbox 360 was out, right? When did when okay, did Xbox yeah. 360 come out? Let's find this out. Come on, Wikipedia. 2003? Um, 2002? 2005. So... All right. These, came these guys out, were a little bit ahead yeah, of Yeah, these came out before the Xbox 360. So that means the yeah, PS2 was definitely right around the same time. GameCube also right around the same time. Yo, shout out to us by the way. I solo was no, checking out his facts. Out of, if uh, I, don't know, I guess PlayStation. I guess Xbox, never mind. I'm 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 mixing up my uh my generation. <laughs> 360 PS3. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We did mix up generations. Yeah, exactly. I followed you there. I went down the rabbit hole. Anyway, uh, you were asking new a question, segment, and I wanted segment. to say... <laughs> Shout out 183. I was going to say... Shout out 183. <laughs> uh, I think... A lot of these consoles, for instance, uh, the article at Eurogamer that Solo was just referencing, when it talks about Nintendo DS, it's bringing in how it was ahead of its time because of the fact that it incorporated touchscreen and this touchscreen and the capabilities utilized in the touchscreen with the stylus and what you could do and how they used it for each individual game and whatnot uh, changed the market of the mobile gaming in general because cell phones started including that capability inherently. Cell phones and the things that everyone carries around nowadays, they're all touchscreen based unless you live in the fucking, I don't know, the Stone Ages, and unless you still like that BlackBerry. But if you think about it, the consoles, the video game consoles was the first one to do that. Nintendo DS was the first one to make it touchscreen and to make a good touchscreen, something that people actually enjoyed using that was like had a lot of utility, right? And that capability was then folded into technologies of its time. And I don't know, if you think about those consoles in general, everything we just mentioned, N-Gage, uh, LG, phone, whatever, I think that <laughs> the capabilities of that phone was just so bad compared to the consoles of the generation. Yeah. Right? It just wasn't fun to play games like that. Plus, it wasn't convenient. The N-Gage, apparently, you literally had to take out the battery to put in a new game. Yeah. Like, that's just the worst well, design are, ever. It, that doesn't make any sense. It was never going to be a cell phone company or a cell phone manufacturer, rather, like Nokia, that was going to figure out mobile gaming. And now, even the fact that there's only sort of a few handful of primary uh, phone manufacturers so like even mobile gaming to now just going to be a function of someone developing the right software and right you know, right right right. we have the technology yeah. like it's just about the exactly. software because that stuff is there dude you're talking about mobile gaming people are going to be able to get bluetooth they can bluetooth connect their fucking game pads to their cell phone now and play steam mm-hmm. link like what are you talking about this mario shit, kart like, is the future mobile of mobile is gaming. your cell phone but it's just, just insane. Those were sort of shitty attempts at trying to capitalize. Do what the Switch just or, did. <laughs> or basically, exactly. So what those the issue with a lot of those was that one, mobile gaming was not in any place to be able to have a market dedicated to it, and it sort of eliminated right, right. the purpose of having a dedicated phone game because so, <laughs> you remember how bad cell phones used to be. You really get exactly what you're saying. You remember how bad cell phones used to be, like. The fuck's in game on that. So now, um, you know, it, it, it makes a little bit more sense. But there was other 
consoles and I want to say mobile handhelds, but no, I want to say one console in particular rather that was ahead of that its we definitely time know. and was yeah, sure. only failed by the consumer and a little bit by its own shitty design. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of, there's a few, <laughs> there's a few self-inflicted wounds here too. If you are a gamer, I'm going to pause and you say what you think it is. And if you did not say Dreamcast, <laughs> walk away. Stop listening to us. We don't like you. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, We're these kids kidding. don't even know, what, know Dreamcast what Dreamcast is. is. And so, as Kevin Hart once said, you going to learn today. <laughs> anyway. All right, hit us with the knowledge then. So, what do you got to say about the Dreamcast? Why was it ahead of its time? One, I wanted to say that, to a degree, Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first game ever to popularize or to sort of establish a really interesting open world 3d uh feeling but at the same time the dreamcast potentially did as well uh with shenmue so there could be a potential argument that shenmue was the first 3d functional open world game because Grand Theft Auto 3 didn't come out till like, I think 2002. And Shenmue had to be before there at some point. So that came out in 2002. And let's see this. I'm just going to get this exact detail here. So I can give you the. Oh. The true the, story? The, I like the true story. So I can give you the exact. Uh, so, so, so it came out in 1999. So. It literally came out before it. It was the first open world, technically, 3D uh, functional environment. So that's one. So it was the first console capable of rendering that and allowing it to be fully playable. Because before that, you were playing 2D. Because what were you playing before that? You literally had Sega and and Super Nintendo. And then your jump was Dreamcast and PlayStation. So it was PlayStation versus Dreamcast. So I don't know if you remember playing early PlayStation games... They were not. They were not very graphical. A lot of polygons, man. A lot of polygons. Man. Lot of polygons. Lot of polygons. You're just like going, oh, Jesus, Crash Bandicoot. Those, just a platformer, essentially. Yeah. You're just cruising around doing that kind of stuff. Uh, first, I don't know. All right. uh, fully analog controller. That's pretty yeah. legit. Yep, I had the triggers. Mm-hmm. It had triggers, triggers, which is first really fully interesting. Analog with trigger-based controller and a D-pad. It was basically the functional. Uh, I want to say archetype for the way the Xbox controller looked, which is a quote unquote the Duke now, which should be called the quote unquote the Dreamcast fucking controller. Um, so <laughs> just like compare the two sometimes. So the controller was ugly. So that that was one of their issues, but it made sense because what you don't, re- if you guys remember, if you're our age and if you don't because you're younger, there used to be a video memory card that would interact with portions of the game. So if you played a game like Resident right. Evil, your health was on yep, there yep, or something yep. of that nature. You can plug it in the front and you have a little screen and on your that controller. that shit used to be mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Right? And now we got like... Nah, man. It's 3DS. So- you literally have a 3DS. It's like a 3D picture on your fucking handheld console. But this shit was ahead of its time for sure. First console to create a dashboard and to not just automatically yeah, watch a game. I do agree with that. It's just like, uh, you could power it on and go to a BIOS instead of 
just fucking powering it on and go straight into the gameplay mm-hmm. you know that kind of and, shit instead of into know, the game menu i do remember that yep and it was the first console to technically introduce online play fantasy star online is potentially the game that's one of the most ahead of the curve games of all time do you remember how you had to get online though i think that's the bigger bigger thing here kids will never know the pain of taking the phone line out of your modem and then plugging it into the back of your fucking console and just waiting because you can hear that noise and then and then you don't know that when someone tries calling your house all they get is yep and then and they can't get in like, touch with you. What the shit is going on? And then your parents come down. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Get off the phone. Uh, You're like, yo, but I'm on the internet. So and shit takes forever to download. And we are so spoiled technologically as an age. And so those, those, those are pretty amazing things for the Dreamcast to have had in 1999. And it was sort of ahead of its time. But simultaneously, I don't think there was enough content that Sega could produce to sort of support it. I think it was Mm -hmm. Microsoft and Halo and PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 is the greatest of all time. Um, You know, so many fun memories. So many fun memories. And GameCube just took it to a whole different stratosphere. So um, it it, it created a template. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't get to be the basic, it didn't get to be the, the, the biggest seller of them all, but it literally created the template and it created a template of what not to do. So by going to a specialized mm-hmm. disc, uh, it ended up not allowing itself to play DVDs and you know what little console came along and allowed itself to play DVDs, PS2, and yeah. it was a wrap. PS2. I can tell you a countless amount Dude. of people had PS2 just as a DVD player. Let's loop this back. I think... We, we started with Vita and we didn't really no, touch no, on that at all. It's going to come back to the it, Vita. And so okay, the Vita uh, was an evolution of all of these things. But why then is the Vita being discontinued when the Switch is proving that there is a demand for games that are portable and the difference is what we were talking about as well, which even goes back to the phone. So all of this, when you... No shaggy dog story on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Please <laughs> let's tie in. So when it comes back, right. so I'm going to explain each point. So when it comes to the mobile ones, you realize that there was a whole host of reasons why that wouldn't work, why Dreamcast was right and why Dreamcast went wrong, and then why these other things came along and sort of course corrected. So when it comes to the Vita, as I was saying, one, why is it not more successful in a current market and two is the difference between the Vita and the switch and your phone. The fact that even though you have your phone and you're playing a switch, you're playing a full console. So the level of gameplay you're getting is different than when you're sitting down and you're playing a Vita, which sort of feels like a slightly larger version of a phone in terms of the functionality it's delivering go are you asking yeah. a question or yeah, yeah. are you for you oh okay okay i i thought i thought no. you were gonna loop it no, back bro it. no I, I think vita is getting pushed out for sure technology and cell phones has just increased to the level that we have more battery life more better graphics well, no, on. on a no, cell phone than you do on a vita. What I just said is why do you, why can you take your phone and your switch somewhere 
and feel like those are two different items that you could play two different things with. But if you had a PS Vita and a phone, you'd be like, they share too much of a similarity. Like, why isn't the Vita successful, but the Switch can be successful in the marketplace? Uh, I think the Switch is definitely the IPs, Just, the titles okay, you can play. Okay. And like you were saying, you're talking about the gameplay in general. I think the Vita obviously has great games on it and you can play DVDs and shit like that, which is actually pretty cool. But it's it's just old. It's dated. It's not the new hotness. I think people, things come and go in phases. Right now, the phase is for Nintendo Switch. Couple that with the motion controls and the detachable nature and the fact that you can link up with other mobile consoles and um, the 1080p as you plug it into a TV not just the mobileness of a Nintendo Switch. Like all that, I think, factors in. And yeah, man, it's just the new hotness. A cell phone, everyone needs one. You're going to have it. It's going to go around. I don't know. The Vita never seemed as appealing to me as this. Because like the Vita was like a, a PS2 or 3 Lite, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like a, it's not powerful, par- not powerful enough. And the Switch is more powerful. Yeah. You can do more shit exactly. with it. It's, it comes down to that thing. that you're getting from two different functionalities is way different. Do you think a... Right. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to wrap this up with, with two last questions. So, so your basic gist or argument then is that it is the gameplay that is allowed on the Switch that is just like a whole different level than what the Vita offers. Yeah, I mean, it's a couple, it's a couple and, things, but yeah, it's a new technology a new for technology. sure. So do you think a Vita successor would be potential competition for uh, us against the switch or do you think that would be in a sort of market class of its own like a kindle like a reader like uh, a you know what i mean right it, i think i think it'd be done by sony hmm. like i think nintendo cuz clearly shown that they're dominating the market i think you have the nintendo switch you have the 3ds's and shit like that you have those gaming markets if Sony tries to do a handheld console, it better be a fucking PS4, like, as a brick coming out. It has to have better specs than the Nintendo Switch. And that's the only way that I can see a Vita or a Vita Plus or whatever the fuck you want to call it. This next generation handheld console, if Sony is ever going to do one to do that. Right now, I think it's a money sink. And from the things that we just heard about PS4 dying out, like, there's no way they're going to go mobile, go to a mobile console. I think what they're going to try to do is go cloud yeah and so just it doesn't seem like the right moment for that couple that with like dude we're gonna get like a, what an iphone 11 next year that's gonna have better specs than a fucking switch i'm yeah, sure I'm and sure shit like that, that. like 11 is gonna be just as fucking different as the eight and the ten were i'm out it's what i mean like you got some new things you got some old things but whenever they put in new technology on these cell yeah, phones why wasn't there, it's rapidly why changing wasn't there, it's just <laughs> for, the, for you and the listeners how come there wasn't an, an iphone 9 Six eight nine. Right, right. <laughs> okay. That was a dumb yeah, dumb joke. Yeah. But all in all, um, I definitely agree that Vita was ahead of its time. Don't Nintendo one hundred percent ripped that shit off and made it a switch because they saw that it was successful, but because the switch is successful. Hey, market shares going down, IPs going down. You're not the new hotness, it's fading out. Um, you don't just you don't have that clientele anymore, man. Seriously. I honestly would not have thought of Vita until this shit, this article came out. You know, it just 
didn't even cross my mind. I'm not gonna lie, so. I thought that shit was already like <laughs> I thought it was already discontinued. Right? No, you no, and no, I both. No. We literally were like, oh shit, what do you mean? They're just they're just closing up Vita production now. Like, what, what do you mean? That's crazy. But it's a we don't see it a lot in America. It's definitely in Japan, but even that even still. Sorry. You're ahead of its time, but anyway. Time always comes yeah. to end. Like this show, and like we're doing right now, that's uh that's the end of the final lap. That's all we got for you yeah. today. And be sure to let us know yeah. what you think of the episode. Yeah, sorry, and sorry, be sure to hit us up. as usual, rambled on incessantly. Just too much. But I love talking. I love talking. I love talking, but continue on. Hey, yo, it's one one episode a week. We got to give you at least an hour of content. And if we go a little over, we go a little over. Feel free to uh, let us know how you feel. Please. Exactly. That'd be cool. Please. We finally, and- yo, what we get? On SoundCloud, we hit a new milestone, baby. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And by the way, so. um, starting next week, we are going to be uh, looking for some of our listeners to hit us up uh, because we want to feature you on the show. Um, and we'll, yeah, we're we're gonna share, your share stories. some details with that on Twitter uh, in the coming week at People Like Games. And tune in on Wednesday to see the unveiling of our new segment and so um yeah that's about it hell yeah i was gonna say if uh if you're uncomfortable talking in front of the mic don't don't feel bad what we can do is we can just feature whatever you want to write for the yeah, show too exactly so we, we can, can just for speak you. we can be your voice so uh just hit us up let us know what you want to do what you feel comfortable with we want to share everyone's stories we like want to hear who else likes games out there other than us two fucking nerds yeah, yeah, yeah. that are clearly too old for this shit if we're bringing up exactly. dreamcast because you guys won't even know what the fuck exactly. it is so I hate you guys. All right. right. Yeah, thank you for listening and check us out next week. Later. Later.